Welcome to Truths for Life with Pastor Teacher Chris Hall. Welcome to our Sunday night study of the book of Revelation. I'm Pastor Teacher Chris Hall, pastor of Mercedes Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia, and it's good to have you with us tonight as we continue our Sunday night study of the very last book of the Bible. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn to Revelation chapter 16, and in just a moment, we'll begin reading in the first verse of Revelation chapter 16. Now, after we read these first nine verses, we'll talk a little bit about where we are in our study of the book of Revelation, where we are in the timeline of the Bible as far as uh, the end-time events are concerned. But first of all, let's read Revelation chapter 16, verses 1 through 9. And here's what John, the human author of the book of Revelation, here's what he wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. John wrote, Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go and pour out the bowls of wrath of the wrath of God upon the earth. So the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became blood, as of a dead man, and every living creature in the sea died. Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and the springs of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the water saying, You are righteous, O Lord, the one who is and who was and who is to be, because you have judged these things. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink, for it is their just due. And I heard another from the altar saying, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God, who has power over these plagues, and they did not repent and give him glory. In Revelation chapter 16, the bold judgments of God are presented. Now these are judgments that will be poured out upon the earth during the last days, the latter part of the seven years of tribulation. These judgments, the bold judgments of God, are the final outpouring of God's wrath upon the rebellious, God-hating world. In Revelation chapter 16, the rebellion of the lost world has reached its zenith. The world's rebellion has become set in stone and unchangeable. The hearts of men have now been set. Those who are determined to oppose God have gone beyond the bounds of repentance. Their hearts are now hardened against God. All that is left now is for the judgment of God to come upon a lost and rebellious world. The book of Revelation describes a series of three judgments, three different sets of judgments that will fall upon the earth during the seven years of tribulation. First of all, there will be the seven sealed judgments. We've already looked at those. It's interesting that the seventh sealed judgment reveals a series of what is called the seven trumpet judgments of God. And then the seventh trumpet judgment of God reveals a series of what is called the seven bowls of wrath, these judgments that we'll begin 
to look at tonight. All of these judgments will be falling upon the earth during the time of the tribulation. Now, God is a God of grace and mercy. And He takes seven years to mete out His judgment upon a lost and rebellious world. And even while He's reaching out and, and, and pouring out His judgment upon a lost and rebellious world, He's still reaching out with grace and mercy. And many people who refuse to take the mark of the beast will be saved during the time of the tribulation. God is a God of grace. And His judgment only comes after His grace has been long rejected. And so what we see now are these judgments. And the judgments of God that are described in the book of Revelation grow in scope. They grow in intensity, severity, and speed as they fall upon the earth. These bold judgments that are described beginning in Revelation chapter 16 are just terrible judgments that will fall upon the earth. God still offers grace and mercy to any who would repent and believe upon Him. But there will be very few at this time, at this juncture during the time of the tribulation, that will repent and turn to God for mercy and grace. Each one of the bold judgments fall upon the earth. When an angel comes forward and he pours out the judgment that is in the bowl that he has. It is interesting that the phrase pour out is the exact phrase that is used in Acts chapter 2 verse 17 to describe the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on the church on the day of Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, the blessing of the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the church. Well, in Revelation chapter 16... The bold judgments of the wrath of God are now poured out upon a lost and rebellious world. Again, these judgments will fall upon the earth during the latter part of the seven years of tribulation. We are quickly now moving to the point when Jesus Christ will come again. And even as these judgments fall out, God is offering grace and mercy to any who will repent and believe. God is a good God. He's a wonderful God. But if His grace and His mercy is rejected for so long, then His judgment must come. God desires that none perish, but all come to repentance. But there comes a time when after God's grace has been rejected for so long, that His judgment will come. The first of these bold judgments we'll call cancerous sores. Listen again to Revelation 16 verses 1 and 2. John said, Then I heard a loud voice from the temple, this is the temple in heaven, saying to the seven angels, Go and pour out the bowls of the wrath of God upon the earth. So the first went out and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. So the place of this first bowl judgment is on the earth. The punishment of this judgment is horrible, malignant, cancerous sores which break out on those who have received the mark of the beast, that is the mark of the Antichrist, those who have pledged allegiance to the Antichrist, those who reject God, and those who swear allegiance to the Antichrist will receive a mark identifying them as the followers of the Antichrist and Satan. That's the mark of the beast. That's that 666 mark, that symbol that will mark those who have rejected God and those who follow the Antichrist. 
Well, now God marks those who follow the Antichrist in His own way. Here God marks those who follow the Antichrist with these loathsome, cancerous, malignant sores and bowls. In Revelation chapter 14, verses 9 through 10, God used an angel to give a dramatic warning to all of those on earth who chose to follow the Antichrist. There the Bible says, Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image, and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out in full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. That stark warning to those who would follow the Antichrist that is found in Revelation 14 verses 9 and 10 begins to take place now in this particular bold judgment. That now, that warning is beginning to be fulfilled. This reminds us of this truth. Every person must make a choice. Every person must choose. They will either follow God. They will either repent of their sin. They will either receive Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord, or they will reject the grace of God, and they will join in Satan's rebellion. There's really only two kinds of people in the world, those who are saved, those who have received Christ, and those who have rejected Him. In 1 John, verses, uh, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, the Bible says, But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil, who has been sinning since the beginning. For the Son of Man came to destroy the works of the devil. If you have rejected Christ, you have joined Satan in his rebellion. This is an important decision. There is no more important decision than what a person will do with Jesus Christ in their life. A person's eternal destiny depends on the choice they make. Now those who have chosen to follow the Antichrist, those who have chosen to reject God and His grace and mercy, those who have chosen to reject Christ, they begin to reap what they have sown. They begin to, to suffer the effects of that choice to reject the goodness and the grace of God and to join in Satan's rebellion, the Antichrist and his rebellion against God. And so the first bold judgment that we see in this passage is cancerous sores that are now poured out on those who have the mark of the beast, those who are following the Antichrist, those who have rejected Christ. Then the second bowl is poured out, the bold judgment, second bold judgment is poured out upon the earth. And we'll call this the judgment of a corrupted sea. Revelation 16.3. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became blood as of a dead man, and every living creature in the sea died. The place of this judgment is on the seas, on the oceans of the earth. The punishment of this judgment is that the seas of the earth become like blood. And all life in the seas, all the fish and sea creatures and all plant life, is killed, destroyed by this bold judgment. 
Now, since the oceans cover approximately 70% of the Earth's surface, the effects of this judgment will be devastating and worldwide. To the amazement, horror, and despair of the lost world, the oceans of the Earth will no longer be fluid. No longer will they be beautiful. But the oceans of the Earth, the seas of the Earth, will become thick, dark, and coagulated. Can you imagine the scene as the waves of blood slosh upon the shores of the earth, leaving behind the dead carcasses of fish and sea creatures? The stench from the dead, decaying bodies of every living thing in the sea will without a doubt be unimaginable. The transforming of the world's seas into putrid pools of stinking death will be a graphic testimony to the wickedness of man, to the wickedness of rejecting God, the true God, the God of the Bible, and His Son, Jesus Christ, who came into the world to make salvation possible for everyone who would believe. So we see the first two bold judgments that will fall upon the earth during the latter part of the time of the tribulation. My friend, you don't want to be left behind. You, you want to trust in Christ. You want to believe in Christ so that when the rapture of the church comes, the first event of a series of events that will eventually lead to the second coming of Jesus Christ, so when the rapture of the church comes, you won't be left behind, but you'll be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and you'll be spared from the wrath to come. You want to believe. You want to trust in Christ for His goodness and grace and the salvation He offers from the penalty of our sins from a wasted life and a lost eternity. Next, we look at the third of these bold judgments. We've seen the cancerous sores that will come upon those who follow the Antichrist. The second bold judgment is the corrupted sea when the seas and the oceans of the earth are turned essentially to blood. Next, we look at the next bold judgment, and we'll call this one the contaminated streams. Again, Revelation 16, verse 4. Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and the springs of water, and they too became blood. The place of this judgment is upon the rivers, the streams, the springs of the earth, on the fresh water supply of the earth. The punishment of this judgment is that these fresh water sources become like blood. A proclamation then is added to this judgment. After this bold judgment is poured out, there's an angelic proclamation about this judgment. And the proclamation is this, that it declares that the purpose of this judgment is to judge the lost world for the mass killing and murder of tribulation believers. Those who were saved during the time of the tribulation, and there will be many, who will come to Christ even during the time of the tribulation, who refuse to receive the mark of the beast, and those who will trust in Christ, tribulation saints, many of those will lose their life to the wrath of the Antichrist and to the wrath of his evil kingdom. But now a judgment comes upon the lost world during the time of the tribulation taking vengeance upon the lost world for, for the mass killing and murder of tribulation believers. 
with this judgment, this bold judgment poured out upon the fresh water sources of the earth, with this judgment, all the fresh water sources in the world are turned to blood. There'll be no clean, clean drinking water, uh, no water to drink. There'll be no clean water to wash with, no water to bathe in, no water to cook with, no fresh water at all. People will turn on the faucet, and all they get will be blood, not water. Now some may question how a God of compassion and mercy and grace, how could the God of the Bible, a good God like God is, how could He send such a judgment upon the earth? Well, the angel in charge of God's water department <laughs> speaks in God's defense for all of those who would say, how could a loving God do such a thing? How could He send such a judgment? Again, Revelation 16, verses 5 through 7. And I heard the angel of the waters saying, God, you are righteous, O Lord, the one who is and who was and who is to be, because you have judged these things. This is a good thing. This is the right thing. This is the right thing to do. For they have shed the blood of the saints and prophets, and now you have given them blood to drink, for it is their just due. And I heard another uh, from the altar saying, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. Although this and all of the judgments of the tribulation time are terrible, terrifying, awful, and deadly, the angel declares that the judgments of God, who is holy and righteous, are always true, just, and deserved. They are the righteous application of the judgment of Almighty God. God is not being unjust. He is not being unfair. He's not being cruel. He is giving people the judgment they deserve. The unbelieving world of the tribulation will have rejected the clear, powerful, and persuasive preaching of the gospel throughout the time of the tribulation. The gospel during the time of the tribulation will be declared by men, by the two witnesses, by the wall of the temple in Jerusalem, by the 144,000 Jewish evangelists, which will be called out of a saved Jewish nation, by all of the tribulation saints. The gospel will be declared not only by men during the time of the tribulation, but the book of Revelation reveals that the, the gospel will be declared by angels as well, not just men standing in the pulpit or on the street corners, but by angels as well. And not only that, the unbelieving world of the tribulation, led by the Antichrist, will not only reject the gospel, but, but the unbelieving world of the tribulation, led by the Antichrist and his kingdom, will be guilty of killing and murdering multitudes of believers. The angels declare that it is right, it is fitting that those who have shed so much innocent blood, the blood of believers, will be given blood to drink. In the chilling words of the angels, these people are getting what they deserve. They deserve it. The Bible declares that the judgments of God are always holy, just, righteous, and true. 
Many people say they can't wait to stand before God. They're gonna, they have some questions to ask God. Why was he not right? Why was he not good? Why was he not just? No. When you stand before God, there will be no debate. Everyone will declare, even those who are guilty, will declare that God is just. His judgments are right and true. And those who reject God will get what they deserve. The Bible declares the justice of God in His judgments. Genesis 18, verse 25, Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? The answer to that question is yes. God always does that which is right and just. Psalm 19, 9, The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. There is no debate. God always does what is just and what is right. We may not understand all that God does, but one thing we can know, what God does is always true and righteous altogether. Psalm 119, verse 75. I know, O Lord, that your judgments are right. In Revelation, or rather in Romans chapter 2, verse 5, Paul wrote of the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Revelation 19, verses 1 and 2. After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Alleluia! Salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God, for true and righteous are His judgments. So we have seen now the first of the three, first of three of the bold judgments, the cancerous sores that will come upon those who have the mark of the beast, the corrupted sea and the oceans that are turned to blood, the contaminated streams, the effect upon the fresh water supply of the earth when that water supply is turned to blood as a just judgment upon a lost world that has murdered and massacred multitudes of tribulation saints. The fourth bold judgment that we look at tonight is the controlled sun. We all call it the controlled sun. This bold judgment is found in Revelation 16, verses 8 and 9. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and power was given to him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God who has power over these plagues. And they did not repent and give God glory. The place of this judgment is that it is poured out on the sun. The punishment of this judgment is that the sun scorches all people with its fire. The perversion of this judgment is this. Instead of repenting, instead of repenting when they see God bring these things upon the earth, all of these judgments and this judgment in particular, instead of repenting, those who have rejected Christ will not repent, but they will curse God, the God of heaven. As a result of this judgment, the sun, which has given the world light, warmth, and energy since the fourth day of creation, the sun becomes a deadly killer, searing heat, exceeding anything that man has ever experienced, will scorch men so severely that it will seem that the atmosphere of the earth is on fire. Now one would think that the disasters of 
this and the first four bowl judgments would cause people to repent. Well, people react to the judgments of God in one of two ways. When judgment comes upon their life, they will either repent or like Pharaoh, the Old Testament, they harden their hearts. Even though the unbelievers of the tribulation world will be fully aware that these judgments are from God and they come because of their sin, instead of repenting and turning to God, their hearts will harden and they will curse and blaspheme God. These wicked unbelievers will have fully adopted the satanic and evil character of the Antichrist. This is a world that has gone beyond the point of no return. They will have reached the point that neither grace nor wrath will move their wicked hearts to repentance. Their hearts are set in stone. When difficulties and hardships come into the lives of people, they will react in one of two ways. They will either repent of their sin and their rebellion and turn to God, or they will blame and curse God and turn farther away from Him. That's what happens during the time of the tribulation when these bold judgments begin to fall upon the earth. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living and powerful God. You might say, well, what does this mean to us today? Well, one thing it means is this. God is a God of grace. God desires that none perish. God desires that all repent. God is constantly reaching out each and every day to the lost with another day of grace, another opportunity to be saved. God blesses those who don't deserve blessing. God gives grace and mercy to the lost. He sends rain on the just and the unjust. He sends blessings upon the just and the unjust. God is a God of grace. He's constantly reaching out each and every day to every heart, every soul, with a draw, with, with a conviction that they need to be saved and need to, they need to become right with God. And the only way to be saved and to become right with God is through trust and faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. God is a God of grace. But when God's grace is rejected, and God is a patient God and He continues to extend grace, but when God's grace is rejected, eventually judgment will come. My friend, it is critical that people get right with God today. It is critical to believe. Now, you can laugh at this message. You can scoff at this message. You can dismiss this message as nonsense. But let me tell you, the message that we have shared with you tonight is a message that comes from the Word of God itself. To reject the Word of God is to reject God. To reject the witness of the Word of God is to say no to the God who made you and the God who loves you and the God who cares for you. And the God who loves you so much that He sent His only begotten Son into the world to take your sin and your rebellion upon Himself to accept the wrath and judgment and punishment that you deserve. Because of your rejection of God, Christ took that upon Himself. The Bible says that Christ died for us. Now, you may not understand that. 
Well, that's okay. But we're not saved by our understanding or lack of understanding. We're saved by our belief. We're saved by faith. And even though you might understand how Christ could die for your sins, the Bible declares that it is true. And I would encourage you today to believe the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and be saved. And it's critical. If these verses say anything to us today now, it is critical that people get right with God today because tomorrow might be too late. 2 Corinthians 6.2, For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Thank you for joining us for our Sunday night study of the book of Revelation. I pray it's been a blessing to you. Next Sunday night we'll continue our study as we get deeper and deeper, uh, deeper and deeper into the book of Revelation. Until then, this is Pastor Teacher Chris Hall. Our prayer for you and your family is that you may be blessed. Thank you for joining us for our program today. Truths for Life with Pastor Teacher Chris Hall is a presentation of Hall Sports Communications. To contact us, you can send an email to chrishall71 at hotmail.com. That's chrishall71 at hotmail.com. Be sure to join us for our next program. Until then, stay safe and may God bless you.